We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. I think you'll see him in cash. Really? Instead of McNeil and uh, certainly in lower stakes, you will. Yeah. Instead of McNeil or Gross. Oh, that that would be the same. You got to make up the goals somewhere. Oh, yes. Okay. That, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, a two-time finalist for the Fantasy Sports Raiders Association Podcast of the Year Award. For some of the best daily and season-long fantasy soccer tools in the industry, including detailed stats packages, projections, and more, please visit rotowire.com soccer. And now, please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Friday, September 20th by Jordan Cooper to talk about Saturday's wonderful Premier League slate. Jordan, the Premier League slate's a bit weak uh, in terms of the teams that we actually usually want to avoid, not necessarily stack. But Champions League is the reason for that and Europa. How did your midweek action go? Well, I didn't play on Wednesday because I had a meeting scheduled right in the middle of like when I would be- make lineups. But mm-hmm. Tuesday was fine. Tuesday, you just you, you just go with uh, DraftKings mispriced Salzburg and just give me all of them. And you probably did well if you did that. Yeah, seriously. It was funny to me that uh, everybody probably looked at 
the Salzburg prices, like when they started doing their research and they're like, oh man, I found something here. And then realized that everybody found it because it was just so egregiously mispriced that there was no way to avoid it. Yeah, but in GPP, a lot of people, I mean, the, the ownership on the ancillary guys outside of like Holland and and the Sabolaza, I mean, a lot of those guys were still like 10 to 20% in that range. Yeah, Huang that, and like, uh, Minamino were pretty cheap. Were pretty, uh, right. excuse me, low-owned. Right, and forward eligible on a, on a slate where there weren't that many options that you really wanted to take. Right. So, like, that's most of my GPP lineups were, like, I'm taking three Salzburg players, two of which are forward eligible. Yeah, yeah. Sharp. But Sharp. this is going to be my last uh, podcast uh, before I go on vacation. That's right. So, that's right. So, Luis did, did, did a good backup job, of course, especially with the Champions League because I think he knows those teams more than I do, at least how they play. Right. I mean, I just, I kind of, I'm stat-driven anyway. Uh, but uh, but same for the Premier League. So mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm assuming you'll get Luis on for the two weeks that I'm on vacation in Hawaii, where I can't even play. So like it's like two and a half weeks of no DFS for me. Oof. Got the shakes? No, what shakes? Oh, I'm gonna still be on Twitter, and I'm gonna still be trolling all the people making bad decisions. Oh, okay. There we go. Especially with no consequences that I didn't have to make any of Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. How could you do this? No, and you probably might have done the same thing. Right, of course. Probably might have. Anyway, um, we have a four-game slate for Saturday that includes a late game. So they, uh, the experiments of getting rid of the late game were smart enough to include the late game with, um, with a short slate, which is nice. I believe that was one of the suggestions. Uh, DraftKings apparently listening to us. Um, but we've got one gigantic favorite that could ruin the slate, which is Man City at home against Watford. And then there's everybody else, um, one of which is Everton, which just before we came on, um, you said you aren't going to play anybody, and I told you that was crazy. And so uh, we'll get to them in a minute, but do you want to run run through these games? Okay, four games. Uh, it Basically, it's a Man City slate in four games. Man City is at home. Currently a minus 827 favorite uh, against Watford with a total of four. Uh, so, like, that is obviously... And obviously, the four is, like, almost all Man City. It's not It's not a right. two-to-two game. It's like 3.85 to point oh one. It's a, maybe not that ridiculous, but it's close. It's pretty it. close, yeah. The next biggest favorite is Everton at minus 143 at home. So the disparity between the two is night and day. And they're playing Sheffield at home, and that over on that's around two point three, two point four. Uh, then we got Burnley at home, plus one hundred eight favorite to Norwich. That's the second highest total. That's around like two point seven, two point eight. And then uh, the late game, which is Newcastle Brighton, that's nearly a pick 'em. Newcastle plus one fifty seven at home, and that is sporting the lowest total, closer to two, if anything. Mm-hmm. So basically, I, I'm typically on this. We, we ask how much Man City do you need, but looking at these prices, it's like, can you play more than two of them? Mm-hmm. I think uh, you could. I think you can technically play three. I'm talking about the main attackers. Yep, I'm not talking yep. about center backs or or those. I'm talking about like the like maybe four or five primary, you know, attacking players. Like you can play three if you like punt the rest of your spots. Yep. But most likely, like you could have a reasonable lineup that you still need to pay down at places with two of them, 
And uh, obviously, they played a midweek game. So uh, there may be some rotation. I'm going to posit that I would prefer this slate. I don't think it's going to happen if Kevin De Bruyne did not start. Uh, sure. Only because uh, at the forward spot, like it almost feels like who, if I'm not taking a Man City player there, that I'm like wasting money. In the forward spot? There are floor options. I'm All I'm saying is that if like De Bruyne is obviously the top option floor, like the mix of floor and ceiling. For Man City when they're a humongous favorite at home. But he's only midfield eligible. So, like, if he was forward eligible, I would have no problem with yep. it. But if he was not in, then I could be like, okay, now I could just take two forward eligible Man City players and then find the cheaper midfielders everywhere else. Yeah. Versus finding the cheaper forwards everywhere else in games that I don't want to play the forwards. Mm-hmm. Or it feels like I'm paying up for, quote, safety and wasting money that I could be paying for another Man City player. Right. Yep. I'm on that. Um, is the expectation or, or is the thought that if De Bruyne does not start, then you just lock in Mares? Yeah. And but I mean, you... I don't mind Mares even if, if uh, De Bruyne does start. I agree with that. Like, I mean, you get basically at the top of forward, you have you have three players that are over 10K because Sané's out. So obviously he's not going to play. Jesus played all 90 midweek, right? Yep. So he's unlikely to start probably it's probably going to be Aguero being that he didn't play yep so you got Aguero Sterling and Mares, and it's 11-9 and 10-7 and then you got Bernardo Silva down there 9100 I think he's going to be popular if he starts agreed and I'm going to assume depending on how they line up that it's either going to be Silva or Mares. Like I don't think they both play together right there's well I mean if Sterling it's sits possible. they do Right, yes, absolutely. So I'm I'm okay, so Sterling Mares Silva, Bernardo Silva. Right. Is kind of like the mix and match yep. type of thing. But of course Bernardo could play in the midfield. Yep. But Bernardo could play if like De Bruyne is not in. Yep. So it still affects the matter of like you're gonna end up either playing him because he's in, or you're playing him because he's in and someone else that you would be playing is out. Right. Regardless. Like, if De Bruyne is out, you could just plug in your forward spots of Mars and Silva, and you, okay, there you go. There Problem you go. solved. But looking at this, I mean, Sergio Aguero has the highest anytime goal-scoring odds at minus 250. Mm-hmm. He's 11-9, which means, like, in cash, like, he needs a goal to just hit his floor. Right. For that price. Right? Yes. And he needs two goals to be relevant. Exactly. Like if you if you understand what I mean by relevant, like you could find you could probably find another player that could get maybe a goal's worth of points to match Aguero's one goal. But of course, this is the type of game that Aguero could score four in. So like understand that his ceiling is the highest of anything. Do you think that the common build this late, if we assume that because Mara's played ninety midweek, that we get like Bernardo in there? Do we do we assume that the common build's either going to be Bernardo Silva with Kevin De Bruyne or Aguero with Kevin De Bruyne? Or is it going to be Aguero Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, and then a bunch of like punty punts? I don't think it's three. Okay. And I I think it's uh 
Like you think it, De Bru- if De Bruyne is in, he's you play him in cash, midfield eligible only. Not necessarily. Okay, so th- there's a question there. Yes. So it's quite possible. Let's say they do line up, given what they did in the midweek, and the front line is Sterling, Aguero, Bernardo Silva. The midfield is, you know, what, Rodrigo, uh, David Silva, and De Bruyne. In that setup, you think that the either that- you're playing, you're either playing Bernardo Silva, Aguero, with no KDB, or a forward with KDB. Like, there's no way, like, David Silva replaces something. Correct. And is there a world where Sterling becomes a better option than Aguero, other than the fact that you need the 800? I think they're even. Aguero and Sterling. Okay. But um, I think I think more people are likely to play De Bruyne and Aguero or Sterling if Mares doesn't start, then they are De Bruyne and Silva. But I think the build actually makes more sense with Silva and Sterling or Aguero instead of KDB. Even though it makes the most sense, you still think KDB is going to be one of the highest owned players. Mm-hmm. Regardless. Yep. It makes more sense. It goes back, and I'm not I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with you. I'm, I'm weighing it. That's the whole point of the podcast. Yep. Is that the forward options that you'd play instead are priced at a level that I think we have many more cheaper midfielders that could get there value-wise and versus the the forwards that you'd be playing at like maybe the 7K range that would be necessary. Correct. Yeah. I so think... like the other forwards, like if we're talking, let's just get let's right just go through. Yeah. <laughs> we're, t- we're talking about, the ones that we're talking about, we'll talk, we'll talk about the other ones also, is Dwight McNeil and Pascal Gross. Yep. Probably. Bur- Burnley at home to Norwich. Gross on the road away to Newcastle. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I prefer McNeil over Gross. Agreed. But at 7,700, like, you're getting a floor. He probably gets 10 points. Yep. Limited upside, probably. But you're paying 7,700 when, like... The amount of points that McNeil gets may equal someone that's a midfielder that's 4,500. Could be, yeah. Right. So the point is, is that if you play McNeil, like you're sacrificing a Man City piece that would be forward eligible, and then like getting like mid-range on some of the rest of your slots versus paying up at both forward spots, foregoing Kevin De Bruyne, and then being able then being able to fit everyone in that that you kind of want. In the other spots. But I mean, the other option would be to go down. Like, do you think it's viable that you're playing something like Aguero and then going down to like Callum Robinson? I think some people will try it. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the wrong build. Okay. I agree with that as well. But I think McNeil and Gross is the wrong build as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I don't, I, I don't think you play McNeil or Gross if they were midfield only eligible. Right. Like you're play, you're playing them, you know, you're playing them because they're forward. They're mm-hmm. forward. They, you need to fill your forward spots. Yep. So getting to that question that you you alluded to, you teased in the beginning. How is it possible that you play Sigurdsson at ninety four hundred and Richarlison at eighty nine hundred on this slate? I don't think you do. Okay. So okay, we're on the same page. Like when I said that you don't play Everton, I think you're talking about one guy. I am. Okay. Which 
viable. You're talking about Lucas Dean when we I get am. to to defense. Mm-hmm. But they priced like I think even even Big O. I know he complains a lot on twi- Twitter. He put it very succinctly before the pricing came out for this slate that this slate is going to be boring if they price the Everton players too yeah. close. Like these Everton players, like the difference between a minus one forty five favorite and a low total, and a minus eight thirty five home favorite and a high total, like Sigurdsson and Richarlison on this slate should be in the seven K range. Yes. Like if Sigurdsson was seventy five hundred and Richarlison was seventy one hundred, we could be talking about them at least. Be like, okay, maybe not, still maybe not even in a cash lineup, but at least it becomes viable. But there's no way like I'll. To play Sigurdsson at ninety four hundred, like I'll I'll find the money to get up to a Man City player at that point. Like, yeah, I think, it seems ridiculous that you would. Yeah, I think the the it's almost like the intent was there because the like thirteen hundred from Sigurdsson to Mares or the seventeen hundred from Sigurdsson to Sterling like is a significant amount on this slate, but it's significant because you need you want the guys that are above like. The it's not like you're looking to uh, like oh I'll just pay down at at defender, and it's as simple as that. Like the 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 gap there, there's no uh, reward of going with Sigurdsson and whoever the small uh, increase of player you get in either midfield or defense to just Sterling and the cheaper guy or Aguero and the cheaper guy or KDB and the cheaper guy like. Just like you said, it, it's or as just as Bigo said, like the difference is just not. It's a, it's a significant difference in terms of actual salary, but it's still not nearly big enough. Right. And I also don't think that the leverage you get even by being contrarian is even sure. Enough. I agree with that too, because I think the Man City players, even if they only score one goal, still have higher floors mm-hmm. than 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 they have higher floors than Sigurdsson or Richarlison ceiling. Yes. And have one goal game like that. That's why the, the pricing. I'd be so much more interested in these guys if they were two K cheaper mm-hmm. on this slate. Like if they were in the McNeil gross range, be like, okay, Richarlison has some upside against Sheffield. Let's go for it. But to play either of these guys in a forward slot, essentially you're foregoing a Man City piece, right? Which, which if you're going to fade Man City, I think there are better routes to go. Exactly. I think I think I think if you're going to go like I'm going to play KDB only for his floor and assume it's a one goal game on a KDB to like you know substitute goal type of thing. KDB gets his 22 floor points and then with the assist and something and everyone else kind of duds. Uh, then you go up and you I, I could find I'd rather play like the the Timu Puki or yeah. Ashley Barnes. I mean I, I I you pay less for those guys at least. Or you're playing like Calvert Lewin or Mo- Moise Keane, if depending on who starts. Probably Calvert Lewin. I mean, just like you, you could go cheaper. You could I could find cheaper goals here. Yes, I could play Joe Linton. Fine, okay. Glenn Murray, because at that point, if you're fading Man City, like you just need to find goals. Yep. So am I going to pay up for Everton floor pieces? I guess guys that have slightly higher floors but deceptively low, lower than you'd think. Probably not. I have no interest in them. I have no interest in Timu Puki because I think he's going to be overowned in GPP because mm-hmm. of game lock watching. I think you'll see him in cash. Really? Instead of McNeil and uh, certainly in lower stakes, you will. Yeah. Instead of McNeil or Gross. 
Oh, that that would be a mistake. You got to make up the goals somewhere. Oh, yes. Okay, that that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> well, it makes sense in terms that it'll happen, not that it actually makes sense. Right. But looking at the rest of the forward slot, like, if you're going down, like, who are you going down to? Like, Almiron? No. I, I, I really... I really don't think there's a reasonable player under Gross. Which is nuts because he's 7,300. Right. Reasonable, at least for cash. For, for GDP, cash, yes, Find a cheap goal anywhere you want. But yeah. even down there, most of the players aren't even starting. Like, like we, we already have to say, like, like any Watford player is, is off the list of anything. Feel free to find, make a contrarian build for GPP. Yeah. But, like, I consider, I'm... I'm viewing the player pool as if Watford doesn't even exist. Okay. Although they gave up three goals to Norwich. Yeah. Watford's not Norwich, though. No. Which is really sad to say. <laughs> but, it, it, I mean, literally everybody else to me is purely GPP. Right. But I, if I'm going to target another game outside of Man City, it's going to be Burnley-Norwich. Yes, Absolutely. I think I I think that the worst game to target is the Everton Sheffield game. I agree. I think out of all of them, Brighton I mean, Newcastle at least is pretty Newca- awful, but yeah, but at least the pieces are a little bit cheaper. I think there's cheap, maybe though. I think that's they're, but they're thing. cheaper, cheaper, yes, they're cheaper. Of at least in the Everton Sheffield game, like there's maybe there's maybe like th- you got some like defensive options and maybe some cheap midfield op- cheaper yeah. midfield options. I like the Sheffield the guys, Sheffield United guys more than Everton. Oh, absolutely. Same <laughs> for me. Okay, so we're we're done at forward. Uh are there any GPP guy cheaper guys that you like for GPP more than others? Like to, to find a goal, okay. pair them up. Yeah. I mean That's why I mentioned like the the Burnley guys, the Brighton, Glenn Murray. I mean, what I mean Okay. Who knows? Maupay. Maupay. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce that guy's name? I don't know. <laughs> but typically I'm, I'm playing, like, I'll probably still, even if I'm playing those guys, would play them with two two Man City players regardless. Yeah. You can with those guys. Right. So at midfield, obviously if he starts, Kevin De Bruyne, top play, yep. entire slate. Yep. Right? Just the matter is he's 11-4. Exactly. Once you get past him... Is there, like, I know there's a lot of midfield forward eligible players. I think David Silva, you could play in GPP, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do that because a lot of times he's the lowest owned out of the main attackers for Man City. Yeah. So playing him instead of De Bruyne, playing him with De Bruyne, probably playing him with De Bruyne is not optimal because your forward slots are going to look like garbage. But you could do it. I've done it before. But outside of that, like, you don't get to an option until you get to, like, Buendia. I think he's the next best. But it, can you even play him in cash? In a build, in, in a, you, can you play him in cash even with a build with playing two? If you're playing, like, Sterling Mares up top. You need like, Bernardo. How do you even, Bernardo. You can play Buendia. You see, it's, it's tough. It is. is that a price point where, like, He's like in no man's land. Yeah, it's weird. Because I think he's cash viable, obviously. Absolutely. But I think you it's more likely you play him in a lineup that doesn't have Kevin De Bruyne in it. 
do you think there is a, a build with one Man City forward and no De Bruyne? I mean, there's a build. Is it optimal? Probably not. Okay. But, I mean, there is one. That's the one where Buendia makes sense. Makes sense, right. Yeah, I mean, you can do it. You're, you're, you're punting. No, you could do it. You could play, you could play Aguero Bernardo yeah. and then play Buendia. You, you can do that. Absolutely. But understand that you're probably playing Buendia in a in a in a build that doesn't have Kevin De Bruyne. Exactly. I think uh, who, who's paying sixty six hundred for John Joe Shelby? <laughs> what world do we live in? Um, could have a monopoly of set pieces home against Brighton. That's and not worth sixty six hundred. No, I agree. I mean, I think Solly March is overpriced also at mm-hmm. 6500 Yep. I mean, they're, they're like Shelby and March have floors. It's just that, what do you, I mean, you're paying 60, you're paying 6 for way too much. I also think there's a better play on Sheffield than Oliver Norwood. I agree. But I think Norwood is viable, 6 k but I mean, it's the second biggest underdog on uh, away. Mm-hmm. But I'd much rather play John Fleck at 4600 no, Not even a question. Right. I think we're going to be talking a lot more about the, midfielders in the 4k range mm-hmm. we are in this range well you need them right i think the the low the highest this is kind of weird to say the highest low end that you go i know i i'm gonna say the person that you're gonna poo poo and then you're gonna tell me the one that should you should play for the same price oh okay ashley westwood <sighs> is see i told you this mm-hmm. is exactly what you're gonna do yeah. I, I know that sigh is viable sure at 5200 is viable I agree. but most likely most likely, I would probably rather play Christian Atsu. Yeah, I, and I'm not sure. Um, like JBG's fit again, so I'm not sure if JBG and McNeil start. Then Westwood gets anything, right? But I mean, they're at home. They have a high total, and he's in this range that you, he's playable. I'm just saying, he's just I, I don't. I don't consider him playable if McNeil and JBG start. Okay, but I mean, is he just as playable as Marco Steiperman? Um, I guess. I, Why I not? I think they're equally playable, and I'm not playing either of them. <laughs> okay. How about Todd Cantwell? I think he's in play. Okay, 4,600. I think you play think Robbie Brady you, if he starts. Yes, but we always say that, and he never does. Never does. Right. But I think you're paying for a lot of guys in this rent. Like, uh, I, what's wrong with Isaac Hayden, even? Nothing. At 4,200. Yeah. He was on my list. I I think I think it might be okay, and I know that you have already tossed the entire team out. But I don't think Will Hughes is that bad. Why play Will Hughes when you could play Roberto Pereira um, for three hundred less? But I mean, it's the same because thing, you're relying. Well, Pereira's you're relying on the attacking points, and I don't expect them to happen. Hughes's f- floor is winning tackles and. He'll take a few shots, but the up like Pereira needs the ball to make value, and Hughes doesn't. Why don't at, at this point, if you're going to play a Watford guy at that range, why don't you just play Rodrigo? Yeah, I say right. Well, just play the just and hope for an assist. Yeah, and so I mean, like he's he's not going to have that much of a floor for Man City, but obviously shot assisted ups. I mean, whatever. I mean, at least there's at least there's a ceiling in that. Yep. But I think I think they're I think he's definitely I think he's in play. You're gonna have to play guys in this range. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. So if you want to play a defensive midfielder from Man City, go ahead. 
Yep, I'm in on that. I even think that the guys underneath here, I think Davy Proper is not awful. Not awful is an appropriate use. Right. But the question comes in, like we said before at forward, with like the McNeils and Grosses, is that how much, mo- how many more points are those guys going to put up in comparison to these guys for almost twice as cheap? Yeah. So, like, I could see, I could see a world taking out goals and assists and ceilings. Most of these guys don't have ceilings at all. So, like, McNeil has a floor. Let's say he gives you ten. I could absolutely see a world where Isaac Hayden has seven points, right? Sure. Tackles and stuff. I mean, like, just whatever. So, like, the extra three points cost you 3500 that you could have put into another position. So, I think that's what we mean by, like, like I'm not expecting all that much out of these 4K guys. Like, John Fleck. Like, what's Fleck's floor difference between him and Pascal Gross? I don't think it's that dramatic to be a 20... What twenty five? Yeah, twenty twenty seven point difference, twenty seven hundred dollar difference. I agree. And like we said before, the only reason we consider McNeil and Gross are pretty much because they're forward eligible, right? And if they were not forward eligible, we'd play Buendia before both of them for sure, right? Is there anyone else underneath that you think are viable? I know you always say Lundstrom, thirty four (laughs) hundred. That's it. If you want to go really, really down, I mean, if Fabian Delft, right? Uh, I'm, I don't even think he is good against Sheffield. No, but not, uh, it's something. It's something. Down he's a name. Yep. Right, he's a name. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at Defender, please explain to me how you fit Lucas Dean in, into your lineup. You punt somewhere else. Where? We've already punted a the other The other Defender spot. To where? I mean, I don't even know if you could do it. What build are we talking about? Are we talking about a Bernardo KDB build? Um, it's it's Bernardo whoever. You need Bernardo. What do you mean? And whoever? Who, I mean, meaning any other Man the, City. Oh, so it's not. It's a non KDB build. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that well, that's why I needed the explanation. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is he worth it? To like, really? Is he worth it? I don't know. He is with two Man City forwards. Like, or, you know, he could be. Right. That's where it makes sense. I don't two think Man he City has a $4,000 floor difference to De Bruyne. Like, I think the really gap between Dina and De Bruyne is much smaller than Mares or Sterling or Aguero to Dwight McNeil. Okay, I get that. But you also have to realize that Kevin De Bruyne's ceiling is much higher than Lucas Dina's. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it is. And is this is this a slate to prioritize a defender on a lower total game? I, I think you're. I mean, the the fact that he's a defender, I don't think matters. Like if he was a midfielder, I think you're still. I think he's the second best midfielder when if he was four thousand cheaper than De Bruyne. Right now, if if Dean was only midfield eligible, I'd play Lucas Dina over probably Buendia for sixty nine hundred. Yeah. Oh, it's not even close to for me. I think it's worth fading De Bruyne and getting two Man City forwards. Like you're playing Man City for the upside, and the upside is more likely to be realized by 
the forwards than De Bruyne. That doesn't mean he won't have an excellent floor game. De Bruyne could have 20 points as a floor. But you're playing the forwards for their upside in a game they're supposed to crush in. And Dina's floor is close to De Bruyne's floor, at least. De Bruyne but there are more other cheaper defenders that you're going to have to try to slot in anyway to fit all those guys in regardless. You just need one and Davey Proper okay. or whoever. Right, okay. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, that's why I said in the beginning that I think it's easier if Kevin De Bruyne didn't play. Yeah. Like, it just made just so I don't even have to make that decision. I'm not playing him. He's not in. He was off the bench last weekend, like last weekend, so I, I'd be surprised if he didn't start. But thank God this is not the late game. Right. Yeah, if this was the late game, this, this slate is a mess. Yeah. But if you're not paying up for Dina, I don't think you're paying up for anyone. I agree. I mean, I mean, I, and what I mean by don't paying up for anyone, I mean, I'm talking about like not even paying over 4000 I agree, yeah. I was wondering where you're going to put the line <laughs> if it was going to be lower than four thousand. I think the I think the the highest you go is maybe like Baldock or Willems. Yep. But even then, I think you go even. You just take the other guys for cheaper, right? Stevens or Kraft on the other side at forty one hundred. Jamal Lewis, Sam Byram. Yeah. If he starts for uh, Aaron's, because yeah. I think he's out. Yep. Dan Byrne. Yep. Thirty seven hundred. Emil Kraft. If yeah. he starts thirty four hundred, like I mean, what's the difference between these guys? Like exactly. I don't, like the difference between Baldock to to Kraft is like a thousand difference, and I don't like just really doesn't matter. But I think you're playing any of any. Feel free, throw them in a bucket, mm-hmm. whoever fits. Yep. I'm more likely to play the Burnmouth Nor- Norwich game, if anything. Burnley on Norwich. both sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Burnley Norwich. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could throw Coleman, Seamus Coleman into that at 4,600, but I just don't think, like, to me, that's more of a, like, a ceiling upside yeah, type of guy. That, like, there's the floor difference doesn't, like, like, I'm not playing, I'm not paying 4,600 for Matthew Lowton or have Javier Manquillo at 4,700. Right. Eric Peters at five, five flat. At 5,000, <laughs> right, no. Yeah, I have no would interest you consi- in these guys. Would you consider Mendy if he started? No. You're just not paying up for, like, not, no Kyle Walkers, no Cancelos, Zinchenkos. I just don't see the, I mean, you're you're not building that with De Bruyne, probably. Or you're having, you only have one four. Like, I think you're, you're forcing too much Man City in places it doesn't need to be. I mean, just you could do it in a more. GPP lineup where you're playing, like, the defender and Aguero. Like sure. that, those are the only two guys, and you're hoping for like a link up of that. Uh, pff, sure. Right? Where's Otamendi? 3,800? That's who I would play instead of Mendy or Zinchenko or Walker or whoever. Although that never seems to work out anyway. He's terrible. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. Uh, goalkeeper, do whatever you want. Do you think Ederson is worth fading a forward for? No. Me neither. <laughs> uh, I think most likely, uh, number one, like, unless you're in GPP, like, you're not playing Pickford. No. Right? No. 
because like the different like it's a three hundred dollar difference yeah. between a minus one forty five goalkeeper at home to a minus eight twenty five goalkeeper at home. Right. Like as far as clean sheet win equity, like you get way more for the three hundred going up to Ederson. But I think the popular goalkeeper is going to be Henderson. Yep. Because with the the Everton guys priced up, likely unlikely that you're playing them. And even if you're playing Lucas Dina, he could hit his floor without a goal or an assist anyway. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I still think that there may be plenty of lineups that play three Man City players and Ben Foster. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right, because that the it's goalkeeper. They could give up four goals, and Foster still has eight points. Yeah. That happened to, uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name now, the Red Star guy on Tuesday against Bayern. Three goals allowed, and I think he had eight or nine points. Right. But I think those are going to be the, either, I think it's going to be, you're either paying up for Ederson somehow, or you're playing Henderson. Well, you, you pay up for Ederson by not playing by going cheap at both defender spots. Right. You don't take Dina and you have Ederson. And theoretically, Ederson's win clean sheet floor is equal to Dina's decent floor. Right. And you could always do the play that, that you know, I, I did last time. of You, you play someone like Otamendi. Right. For 3,800. Like, I, like, that's a lineup that I could play in GPP, fading like Man City, playing De Bruyne. With Otamendi and Ederson. Yep. And then, like, Bernardo Silva in a forward spot. And then just hope that Aguero and Sterling don't do... I mean, just... You're doing something like that. You're getting, hopefully, the winning clean sheet out of your goalkeeper. The clean sheet equity out of your defender at only 3,800. And the upside of a set-piece goal. Right. So you're paying down as well. But I'm more likely to play, like, Otamendi in a lineup than I'm also playing Ederson. Than by himself without the goalkeeper and KDB, I assume, right? Yeah, or Mara's if he's in, right? Or something. Right, I mean, right. who knows? I'm just saying, like going punt, like to me, punting down to a Man City like defender, like so much of that, so much of his equity, because they don't do much in open play, is in the clean sheet. Yeah, that the correlative move is with the goalkeeper. So that's why, like, typically when I set up those types of GPP lineups, I'm typically playing the goalkeeper alongside. And I do that for other teams. If you want to play Shane Duffy or whatever, then then you're playing, who? Matt Ryan with him? You're not giving Otamendi's 70 accurate passes enough credit. Uh, no. You want to play Yerry Mina, right? You could do Mina, Dina, Mina, Dina, and Pickford. Mm-hmm. But whatever, it's goalkeeper. You're going to hate yourself regardless. Do you know who's definitely scoring a hat-trick this weekend? Timu Puki? Gilfie Sigurdsson. Right, when no one's going to play. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be two penalties. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it'll be, actually he'll have a penalty saved, but he'll score the rebound. So it's actually just an extra shot on goal. Since you don't Great. get the minus five anymore. You should actually, unless you're facing the other goalkeeper, like you should actually hope that guys have their penalties saved and they score the rebound. That's a 14 point goal. I want multiple rebounds. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me take a look at the, remember the, the Watford 
Lester end of that game. Exactly. Exactly. I love how that randomly like comes back on Twitter every so often. Because it's the I think it's possibly one of the greatest endings of any sports game in any sports ever. It's really an incredible everything about that video is great. That la- the last two minutes of that game were from what 2015 for the get into the FA. You got if you haven't seen it, YouTube it, whatever. Like it's Leicester versus Watford, right? That's all the, you need actually. That'll, in the championship playoff semifinal, yeah. and like, yes, yep. it's the it's the it's stoppage time, four minutes. It's a tie game, and then it's a saved penalty, a saved rebound, and then a counter for the goal on the last kick of the game by Troy Deeney as well right and a pitch invasion yeah like it's yeah I mean there's no I I don't any other sport I can't like for it being soccer especially because like yes Joe Carter hitting the you know oh walk off home run in the World Series it's like well okay we I've seen walk off home runs before but you rarely see in the basically the the death of a game Save penalty, save rebound, counter goal in the course of like 40 seconds. I'll have to give my Villanova diploma away if I don't at least mention the 2016 NCAA championship. Okay. Okay. But we That's see all. that. We see the last eh, buzzer beater. We, I mean, we've seen that before. Where do you see? Mm-hmm. In soccer, you don't even see the, the, that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's bananas. It's fun. Uh, anybody else wants some YouTube uh, tips of videos to watch when they're bored? Uh, you can find Jordan at, on Twitter at Blenderhead. That's Blender HD. I'm a Rotowire Andrew. Uh, all Rotowire subscribers also have access to our um, subscriber Discord chat, which is available at rotowire.com slash chat. So head over there if you'd like to join. Jordan, thank you for all that, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit slash soccer. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.